Welcome to the Leader Think Podcast, where we discuss personal growth and concepts for improving organizational culture. This is your host, Philip Grison. As you increase your wisdom, I hope you enlighten others on your path towards greatness. If you want to go further, head over to leaderthink.com. Hey, everybody. Hope you're all doing okay out there. For a long time now, the safety profession has used an iceberg model to describe the difference between direct and indirect costs associated with accidents. Today, I want to talk about a different kind of iceberg, an iceberg that will help us learn what is influencing the behaviors that we see with our eyes. In behavioral therapy, there's an iceberg model in which behaviors and results are above the water and within our view. Underneath the water is the rest of the iceberg, the thoughts and emotions that motivate the behaviors and ultimately the results that we see. In the work world, we most often only see the behaviors of employees and the results that they are getting from those behaviors. What we don't see are the thoughts that they are having. These thoughts lead to the emotions they feel and then drive the types of actions that they take. These actions, of course, lead to specific results. Some are intended and some unintended. Getting the work done can be an intended result. Getting hurt or killed is not. Because of this, it is imperative that we understand behavior is a symptom of something else. It is not the root cause of anything. Employee behavior does not cause accidents. Thoughts and feelings are what motivate behaviors. Behavior is a symptom, not a cause. When we try to change behavior, we often focus on the behavior we see. After all, that is what is within our field of view. Unfortunately, thoughts and feelings are at the root of why these behaviors exist in the first place. A behavior of standing on top of a stepladder could be directly related to a thought that my supervisor really just wants me to get the job done quickly. The behavior could be related to a thought of, I asked for a scissor lift, but my boss asked me if I could get by with a ladder. This could lead to feelings of management doesn't truly care to take the time to provide the right equipment to do the job safely. Or safety is second to production. In human performance, we understand that most of the time people's decisions make sense to them, even when in violation. 85 to 90% of every violation that we see is just a behavior that made sense to the worker due to the thoughts they think and the emotions that they are feeling. If we are implementing human performance into our culture and want to target the system-induced errors that are the majority of these violations, then behavior is not our focus. Thought and emotion are. Thought and emotion are the areas where we will learn about the system-induced errors. Thought and emotion are what is driving the behavioral errors we see with our eyes. However, thought and emotion are things that we can't see.
Look around you at all the different behaviors in this pandemic. All the behaviors we see, from buying up toilet paper to ignoring social distancing and going to the beach anyway, all these behaviors make sense to the people acting this way. The behaviors make sense to them due to the thoughts and emotions underneath the surface. I can judge it or I can learn from it. If we judge the behaviors while ignoring the thoughts and emotions behind the behaviors, then we sacrifice our ability to influence in the process. We also give up any chance of deeper understanding of the systems that are influencing these behaviors. We have to learn the thoughts and emotions and genuinely sympathize with them. That is step one of influence, learning thought and emotion and showing you care. The opposite is why culture change efforts regularly fail. Change fails when we fail to learn and care about the thoughts and emotions of the people around us. Thought and emotion are the links in the chain between field realities or circumstances and the behaviors that we see with our eyes. Mentioning the word feelings in the construction arena can be a challenge in itself. We still have a tough, macho culture, and not everyone is ready to embrace the truth that feelings and emotions are what drive behaviors. Emotion is a powerful force. But if we ignore these feelings, these emotions, then we will fail when we truly want to change behavior. If we want a significant change in the culture, we have to dive underneath the iceberg. If we find ourselves thinking that employees don't behave the way they should, then we need to learn what their thoughts and emotions are. That is what is influencing the behaviors we see. If we find ourselves thinking that workers aren't engaged, then we need to learn the thoughts and feelings that are influencing disengagement. What we really need to engage and target is thought and emotion. What we see in the field is just a byproduct of thought and emotion. What we see in the world is just a byproduct of thought and emotion. Any attempt to try and change the behavior without learning what is driving those behaviors is guaranteed to be ineffective or short-lived at best. When management puts all their focus on behavior, they're only focusing on symptoms, not the root of the behaviors, which are thoughts and feelings. If you see someone who is not behaving the way you think they should, step one is to learn from them. Learn what they think about it and how they feel about it. The circumstances surrounding the person are influencing them to think thoughts about the scenario that they are in. The circumstances are influencing their emotions. That is where the system-induced errors live that are 85 to 90% of all violations. Inside the circumstances, thoughts, and emotions of the workers. Getting the worker to open up to you about their deeper thoughts, and especially the emotions they feel, can be a challenge. In fact, it's normal to see a lack of sharing due to the blame cycle. 
If management disciplines behaviors without understanding the thoughts and feelings that led to those behaviors, then it's going to diminish trust between the worker and the manager. It causes feelings of frustration and a lack of understanding in the employee. This leads to thoughts of management doesn't understand what all I am challenged with and responsible for, which leads to less communication and less sharing of the thoughts that lead to the behaviors we see in the field. It is an endless cycle that actually gets worse until we intervene. So let's dive further into this iceberg model and how it would apply in a real work-life scenario. Here are the five components of the model. Circumstance, thought, feeling or emotion, action or behavior, result or outcome. Circumstance is field reality or the uncontrollable part of our world. If it's raining that day, it's out of our control. If you are living through a pandemic, that is also out of your control. Circumstance is the unchangeable component of your life. How you think about circumstance is what is in your control. But not everyone is aware of that or even ready to fully embrace that truth. However, all frustration, anxiety, and suffering come from fighting against circumstance. When you resist what is out of your control, you tend to suffer. When you face what is out of your control from a place of acceptance, you tend to feel a little better, which improves the quality of your actions. Life isn't always fair. In fact, life is going to suck from time to time. Accepting circumstance is not about being happy all the time. It's about knowing how to best deal with the current situation, regardless of how fair it is. You have to view circumstance with an open mind. You have to view it with an open mind to determine how much true control you or a worker really have over something. For example, if you are the subcontractor working for a general contractor, the way the GC is managing the job could be circumstance. Yes, the subcontractor technically does have the ability to quit in the middle of a project, lose all their profit, and eat all the losses. But are they really going to do that? If not, then the GC's management of the project is circumstance. It's just the way it is. Same thing on an individual worker level. Let's say a worker didn't have the right equipment to do the job safely. We could say that the worker should just refuse to do the task without the proper equipment. But is that really true? Do they have bills coming up and they are living paycheck to paycheck? Could one week without work be devastating to their family? Do they really, really need this job right now? Use care when you label a situation circumstance. What you may see as changeable may be unchangeable in the eyes of the worker. Again, circumstance is the part of the model that is out of control of the individual. It may be a perception to you, but a reality to them. When you label circumstance, only use facts in its description 
Never label it with bias or judgment. This will help you better see the thoughts of the worker. For example, the job was behind schedule is a circumstance. The job was behind schedule because the general contractor is inexperienced with this type of work, or the GC doesn't know how to manage a project of this magnitude, is a judgment. To clearly see circumstance, you can't put a label on it. Labeling circumstance is a behavior that comes from how you think and feel about the circumstance or how the worker thinks and feels about it. The point of this exercise is to see how circumstance is influencing thought and emotion. That is how we learn about system-induced error. From this non-judgmental view of circumstance, we can then learn the thoughts and emotions that employees are having. Maybe they are frustrated because six other subs are stacked on top of them in their work area. Maybe they're having to pay extra attention to other subs who aren't at the same level safety-wise as their own crew. Maybe they are tired because they are working long shifts and not spending enough time with their loved ones. Maybe they are distracted and worried because they are living through a pandemic. The thoughts are directly related to the circumstance, which is the unchangeable field reality for this conversation. You can't change circumstance, but you do have the power to influence thought regardless of any circumstance. Thought is a choice. I can see the glass half empty or half full. How I think about something really is up to me. The hard part is that many in our society are unaware of this truth. People react to circumstance. People react to their limbic brain thoughts instead of purposely choosing new thoughts from their prefrontal cortex. This reactive behavior is not only normal and expected behavior, it is also on autopilot to choose thought from the prefrontal requires intentional effort. Unattended, the limbic brain will choose the thought for us. The more we can influence this level of self-awareness, the more we can truly change not only our organizational culture, but also the quality of the lives of the workforce. What is good for the worker is good for the organization. Thought is where the real magic happens. Do I choose to believe that this job is just going to suck for the next nine months? Or do I choose to embrace the challenge, do my best regardless of circumstance, and influence others along the way? Thought is a choice, and leaders need to promote this truth. How many messengers of society have tried to bring awareness to this truth? From Wayne Dyer to Oprah, change your thoughts, change your world. There is one component of the model that is truly in the control of a person. The thoughts they think. Emotions, behaviors, and results are all just symptoms of thought. Circumstance is completely out of our control. If we can change our thoughts, we can change our emotions. 
If we don't have the right equipment or support we need, then frustration is a predictable emotion. But if I can change the thought from this job is terrible to I will make the best of the situation regardless of circumstance, then the emotions I feel will be completely different. They will be more motivated, more intentional, and more productive. The actions I take will come from a different place. Instead of coming from a place of frustration or feelings of not having what I need, they will come from a place of being challenged to do my best with the current circumstances. If I think and feel that employees are careless and complacent, then my actions will reflect those thoughts. If I choose to think that inattention and complacency are normal when employees are working long hours, then I will act differently. Instead of taking the action of preaching, pay attention, I might shift to a message of, look out for your brothers and sisters. All of this leads up to the results we will see. My actions will have greater power and greater influence, and I will achieve greater results if I feel I can make a difference in a tough situation. My messaging will change if I choose the thought that I can influence people, and complacency is expected in an industry where people work more than nine to five every day. My strategies to prevent future accidents will change to embrace human performance principles if I choose to believe that operator error is never the cause of an accident. It is just a symptom. You see, you can apply the iceberg model to just about anything. You can use it to learn about the system-induced errors that are influencing the violations you see. You can use it to learn the true causal factors that led to an accident. You can use it to improve your ability to influence others. The iceberg model is just the way the world works. The more we take the time to learn what is underneath the surface, the more fruitful our actions will be. If you learned something valuable today, please share it with others. For more information, head over to leaderthink.com.